0: hey this is collar radio and i'm your host justin baker this week my guest is daniel goodwin more commonly known as danny goodwin or even maybe this is just me The Danny So Danny is an artist, an educator, a wearer of glasses, a guy who rides bikes. He drinks coffee. And he's a longtime mentor and friend who I first got acquainted with at SUNY Albany As an MFA candidate in the beginning of 2004, which seems so long ago. And that's where we met. We got to know one another. uh, And he helped me figure a whole lot of crap out. Because thats I, I think that's what you do in grad school. You figure crap out. And then you kind of you get that set of skills of figuring crap out and then you build on that, hopefully for the rest of your life, just trying to fix problems in your head, mostly. So uh, it was really a sweet time to sit down with Danny, talk about his work. And um, sat in a studio. Cool little bombshell shelter. And uh, my little daughter was there, Rona. So during the interview I, I think I stopped at once. Danny jumps up helps her get her Netflix thing going right while we sat there and talked. Had coffee. And there was a bike in the room too. So Danny mentions it a couple times, maybe once or twice, I don't know. I don't remember. But he has a book coming out that's pretty cool. And he did this project called Job Security with a fellow SUNY Albany guy, Ed Schwarzschild. And it's coming out on MIT Press, which is pretty cool. It's like the big time if you don't know. And it's going to be, it looks like, 2023. And I don't know if I said it. It's titled Job Security. And it looks at an understudied group of working people that are increasingly central to our nation's future. And it's people working at all levels of the growth industry known as Homeland Security. And that's kind of spooky. And sometimes Danny's work can like veer into the spooky, and it looks at those things, which is really kind of fun. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but... What I want to get back to is our interview. And I don't know if you know this, but 2007, when I was finishing my MFA, well, why would you know this? I don't know. Things got spiritual. I got spiritual. I got biblical. And... I was sitting there once, twice, maybe, I don't know. And I I said, I said to God, I said, God, when I look at the sand, I see, I see two sets of footprints and as they go farther down, those footprints turn to one set. Why is that? And God says to me He says at that point When it turns to one Danny Goodwin carried you he,
1: I don't know Fuck this up <laughs> This is so stupid Alright Here you go Danny
2: And I Keep it real. Just like the wind will sing. sing a song, sing. sing a song of song.
0: Okay, so... Um, There's a window
3: upstairs, so we're not going to suffocate.
0: Okay, good. That's, <laughs> that's fair. Um, you know, actually, I wanted to have you play us in uh, with a, a drum roll, but okay. um, maybe you can play us out. After. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll hook that up.
3: that will be fun. That's the space that turns to an oven. Okay. It's so pretty warm.
0: Right, so we'll do that at the end. Get <laughs> to come down swimming. <laughs> swimming down the ladder. Yeah. All right, so, well... Um, you know, forever, anybody who's listening, uh, my guest this week is Danny Goodwin. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for doing CollarWorks Radio. Yeah. And for like uh full disclosure, you were a professor of mine. True. And I I do know you fairly well. Um, so I'm just going to confess or that so now. Or so I think. Or so I yeah. think. You know, that's yeah. a good question because <laughs> that's a good point because I was thinking this morning, or no, yesterday, and I didn't really know. And this might be. Uh, so, I think you did your your math, your MFA at Hunter, right? That's right. Yeah. And then, yeah. where
3: did you do your undergrad? At uh, the University of North Texas in Denton.
0: Oh, okay. It was Texas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was. Where did I
3: think it was? Chicago or something. No, I don't know why. I've been to Chicago. Yeah, and I taught at Purdue University. That's what time. it was. Yeah. Purdue
0: was the the name ringing yeah, yeah, around yeah, in yeah, my yeah. head.
3: I did I did a couple of years teaching, uh, you know, tenure track gig. At Purdue. Uh yeah.
0: yeah. So you're originally from Texas. You did did your undergrad at Texas, and then you went to New went York
3: straight to New York out of undergrad. Uh huh. Went to Hunter, and then I started teaching at Cooper Union. Okay. For a spell, and that segued into uh, you know big show at Purdue. Oh, okay. Gig. Huh. and then I went to SUNY Albany.
0: Wow were you Were you studying art in Texas?
3: Yeah, you did. Yeah, that I was you kind of asked backwards. You know, I like, mm-hmm. like so many of my students. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, figured out that oh, this is this is a lot easier than other stuff I was doing. Uh huh. Um, and I can actually get some good grades, and it's fun, and it's not at all what I thought it was. And so yeah, okay, I kind of bombed out of some other things. And you did found art. Okay. Inadvertently.
0: What was your, what was your first, like, what did you go there to do?
3: Be in college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Essentially, I, I followed my bandmate at the time, uh, Okay. Uh, Diego Garrido, the bass player in the band I was in in high school. I was like, where are you going to go to college? Are you going to go to college? He's was like, uh-huh. yeah, duh. <laughs> like, where are you going? Uh-huh. North Texas, I think. I was like, okay, that sounds good. Okay. I'll, I'll apply there. What's the what's the minimum SAT? <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Um. So yeah. Uh. There was a short list of things that, that uh my dad would agree to to foot the bill for if I got good grades. One of them was business, mm-hmm. and I thought how hard could that be? And it turns out it's terrible. Mm. Um. So yeah, I didn't do too well in business. Okay. And I, I stumbled around in other majors until uh I basically met some professors in, in some art classes mm-hmm. and decided, yeah, this is, this is my tribe. This, okay. These are my people.
0: Interesting. Okay. I, I don't know why I was curious about that. Um, and and I had
3: been into photography as a kid Yeah, in in, in the way that everyone before Instagram and, and phone cameras was into photography. Which mm-hmm. was like, you know, 35 millimeter SLR, black and white film and, you know, everything is really uh, uh, contrived and, and, you make pictures like other pictures and you think, oh, that's what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that's what people are still doing.
1: Mm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just with fancier tools.
0: Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I didn't want to really um, start it as an origin story, but I was curious about that for some reason. Cause I felt like I, you know, I had worked with you a lot at SUNY and I had knew you were a hunter and, mm. Yeah, it was just, there was like a part that was like, well, what did he do before that? You know, it was kind of like one of those top things.
1: Secret. Top secret. <laughs> and that's because,
0: you know, you always, you know, you seem so, so worldly and and, and knowing. Um, but before we get into um, uh, talking about, because I want to talk about a couple of things with those images you sent me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I'm just going to pause for a second because I see Rona. Rona, do you have a, are you having trouble again? What's going on? Yeah, was Back in this. Um, We were just finishing with your discussion about who you were. Um, Okay. Yeah. And I was saying I was uh, interested in um, some of those things that you're kind of, I was like really curious about some of those images um, you're making recently Mm -hmm. and how they relate to one another um, and like some of the threads. But before we get into that, um just for the you know the listener you, you're primarily a photographer primarily right? yeah
1: yeah
0: and i know you do some like kind of sculptural things um but um it's uh it's basically an investigation of photography
3: i mean in the sort of like long view yeah yeah, uh, yeah. i mean i i gave a talk not that long ago at the university where you know i had intended to talk about photography capital p and Mm -hmm. and, you know show a bunch of other people's work and i decided you know what i mean i i am kind of unraveling a lot of these issues in my own work across the last 25 years or so so i just did that and it was in putting that talk together that i realized you know conceptually i deal with with different things and there are common threads that run through you know projects but the thing that ties it all together is not the intelligence community and, and secrecy or anything like that. It's photography. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, you know, still trying to figure out like what it is.
0: Because mm-hmm. I, yeah, and that, there's like two things there that I, w- I want to talk about that I feel like are important to your work. Um, one of them is like the content I'm curious about. Um, but the first one I am, I am curious about and, um, is, is the, the, like how representation plays into yeah. your work. Yeah. So, um, because it's, it's changed so much. Like, I, I think it's like, like it's, it's taken like a drastic turn in the past, what, yeah, five yeah, years yeah, or yeah. something. Maybe. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, it has and it hasn't. I yeah. Think. Um, which is wishy washy, but, uh. Yeah, the, the, certainly the level of description um, in the new work appears to be radically lower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because I'm, use, I'm sourcing from Google Earth ground view 3D mm-hmm. renderings um, of these spaces. Uh, and yet I'm still using a view camera. So I'm like over describing under described surfaces mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, terrible texture mapping um, and glitches. Right, right. Um, but they they look on you know first pass they look like radically low res, mm-hmm. so that's different for sure. Right, and they're 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 really obviously crudely constructed
1: mm-hmm. versus
3: the the care that went into the the other stuff I was making before. Yeah. So yeah, that's different for sure. Yeah, but photography is different. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, there's this thing about like with. The images um, of the, what was that group of where the horizon line? It's a, It's got uh, the big horizon. Oh, the contractors. The yeah. contractors, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, with that, like, we're seeing, like you said, like a Google map textural thing. And then in another body of work, we're seeing, like, a vastly abstracted landscape. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's... Strange and super interesting. Yeah. (laughs) And then in another group, we're seeing like an an ultra described um, roll of duct tape. Yeah. Presented like within a grid. Yeah. So there's all these like versions of like, uh, I want to call it digital representation, Mm -hmm. but it's it's something else. It's more like about our overall like vocabulary of what an image is. Um, and I was, I was wondering if you could talk about that a little bit, and how, like, um, how y- your like—I'll call it like—problem or struggle my with problem. representation,
1: <laughs>
0: like, is is like, how is it informing those images? Yeah,
3: yeah. I I wasn't prepared to talk about my problems, uh, <laughs> but that's fine. That's fine. It's soothing to talk to you about my problems. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. So, so, I mean, if I I can, I can, I think best, uh, help you understand by talking about specific examples rather than, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, general conceptual stuff. Yeah. Um, but so in, in that, in that image of duct tape, uh, what, what excited me about making that and a bunch of other paper, uh, facsimiles or decoys, I called them, uh, for, for, you know, mundane objects that were literally just like around my studio, mm-hmm. uh, you know, casting about for the next thing to, to put on set and photograph because I kind of have these rules, right? It has to be on this table. And it has to be lit in this way with these lights and there has to be a view camera trained on it. I mean, I've broken that completely with the job security book which we can talk about, but, uh, but it's like, that's my rule. I don't have anything teed up. So, uh, there's a ruler, there's duct tape, you know, there's a cardboard box. Let's just get going. Mm-hmm. um but that work was uh kind of all about convincing the viewer that they knew what they were looking at mm-hmm. and then through the sort of magic of the um over description you know capabilities of the view camera letting them know that mm, that's not what that is mm-hmm. you're not, you're just looking at nothing that's yeah. just a flat paper thing that's you know in front of the camera Um, and that seems like a joke that would get old and maybe for a lot of people (laughs) like curators and collectors, (laughs) it is an old joke that is not funny anymore, but it's still fun. I mean, sometimes I literally laugh out loud when I did the the invisible duct tape with the grid. Yeah. I was just giggling in the studio. Like not, not because it's clever. It's just like, it's so stupid. Mm -hmm. It's so, uh, uh, just ridiculous. Uh It's, it's, It's delightful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, and it really—you uh, can't do that at small scale, and you can't do that. Well, I can't do that without, as I say, that that over-description of flaws and ruptures and, and mm-hmm. problems. Right? Yeah. So, so duct tape on a roll of graph paper, and it looks like that on a computer, and mm-hmm. when you see the print, which is four by five feet, um, from across the room, it's a roll of duct tape stood on a. Piece of graph paper, but then as you approach it, you realize something's wrong with the scale, something's wrong with the grid, mm-hmm. something's wrong with the edge of that graph paper. Oh, it's a cardboard model, and then if you stand there long enough, you realize it's a gigantic roll of duct tape. It's like <laughs> it's like two feet tall, mm-hmm. you know, and the graph paper is like hand drawn, very poorly. Yeah, you, know, you can see the problems, you can see the mistakes, you can see, you know, and so all of those. Hiccups and and failures—they're mm-hmm. um, only really evident if you're standing there looking really closely. Mm-hmm. And the only way to trick someone to looking really closely is to make a ginormous print, make it that really, yeah, really, I am. really, really well described.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm.
3: So that's like the formula for those. Yeah, and that ended up being the exact formula, even though they look completely different. That's the exact formula for those Google Earth images,
1: mm-hmm.
3: because. When they're purely digital, your brain smooths it out. You see what yeah. you're supposed to see. You don't see the flaws. You just see,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know, uh, corporate headquarters of a, of a, you know, intelligence contractor. Yeah. Um, and trees. But if you really move in on those trees and look at the texture mapping, it's bananas. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's like an abstract painting. Then if you print out those trees on paper and make them three-dimensional in the studio... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get even weirder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they look, you know, uh, more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then you feel stupid forever, you know, uh, using that image as currency because that's what we do. It's, mm-hmm. it's like we, we trade it for the thing. We look at it. We look at the at the screen like a window, and we look through it. Mm-hmm. And and what I try to do in the models is force you to look at it, mm-hmm. not through it, but at it, mm-hmm. and see all the problems. Mm-hmm. And of course, many of the problems I have introduced.
0: Right. You've put those problems <laughs> together. Yeah. 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 You've yeah. created this storm of problems. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. right. It's a mess. Mm-hmm.
0: That's, that's, int- well, yeah. And I, it's so funny to hear you think, uh, or hear you say that, like when you put that duct tape together, you were, you were laughing. It's
3: <laughs> like, really? <laughs>
0: I guess that's encouraging.
3: I giggled too. There's, yeah. there's the one, you know, the wooden model of the Penrose Triangle, which is a classic sort of, uh, you know. Oh, I love that Geometric image. illustration yeah. of a paradoxical object. Yeah. Um, and, and idea, right? Mm-hmm. An impossible object mm-hmm. equals impossible idea, but there's no such thing as an impossible idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I figured that out after like looking on the internet, like how to make that. Yeah. And then made it out of wood, which is not what the instructions call for. Again, I was just like chuckling because it's like it works it yeah, works yeah. because I get to hold your ears, yeah, and you can't move if mm-hmm. you move like a fraction of an inch. the illusion is shattered, mm-hmm. but when you look at it you what you see is a solid wooden impossible shape,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: I think like one of the things that that's interesting that you're I think you're getting at with with all of these failures and um the impossibility and the 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 inherent like believability mm-hmm. of things is, is that like all of this stems from our willingness to accept photographs as a believable currency. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's, that's so in, in you and you're, you're kind of like jumping ahead in, in looking at like our, in our current state, like in the world of the internet, you know, the photograph is is uh is so corrupted. And like sure. why not play that up?
3: And we all know it. Yeah, yeah. But but it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I mean photographers yeah. have known it since photography.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've
3: known, you know, since the days when, you know, on orthochromatic film you couldn't expose the landscape. With the sky and the foreground in the same shot, it was mm-hmm. just technically impossible. So you had to shoot two sheets. And yeah, you had to go into the dark room and strip them together, and that was fine. Mm-hmm. Nobody had a problem with that until a certain point when it was like, "Oh no, that that you know technical intervention. That's not truth." Because somehow mm-hmm. we decided that lenses gathering light off of objects projected onto a sensitive, you know, substrate that equals reality. Mm-hmm just such crazy bullshit. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like
3: how did we convince ourselves of that? But it's too late to unlearn. Yeah, like yeah. We look on, we look at images on the internet. We know that that's a, you know, a mutable malleable mm-hmm. thing. And it's like, mm, it's just too much trouble to yeah. care about that. Right. Right. It's just, you know, we're past that. It's like, mm-hmm. but we're not. Yeah. Because we're still, we're still using the camera that's in our pockets as sort of a, uh you know a pipe that we mm-hmm. hold onto re- observed lived reality right and we it's in the language mm-hmm. you know the here's my band
1: mm-hmm.
3: and you're showing like a glowing flat object
0: right 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 yeah yeah
3: <laughs> and i know that's stupid and and uh you know maybe pedantic but i find it fascinating because mm-hmm. i'm the same way i mean i i it's a shorthand. You have to get through it. You can't stop and, and analyze every yeah. representation you see every day because you wouldn't leave the house,
0: right? right? We have to be able to digest them and move yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: But it is fun to <sighs> confound the viewer that bothers to look mm-hmm. for like even half a second. Yeah, you know, longer than than we typically, you know, as consumers of images, if you can if you can get someone to to go, wait, what is that? Oh, who cares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's enough that's yeah, enough yeah. because you got them to like stop for a second yeah. and, and wonder what they're looking at yeah. and, and the ground they're standing on shakes a tiny bit because mm-hmm. they're not really where they thought they were mm-hmm. and that's that's sort of that's what I, I I tie that to the intelligence work I mean mm-hmm. not the work but the, the, the you know investigations into that you know secret world yeah there is a comp, there's a thread that ties those together in my you know jumbled brain
0: yeah. Before we get to the content, I just, cause I want to, I want to ask, there's like two questions about um, the, this, this current work. And one I've always, I've always wanted to know, and I'll ask it. Uh, and one is a new thought, but the, the one I've always wanted to know is why did you choose to draw the grids? uh <laughs> maybe that's yeah. not even like
3: yeah because
0: like for me when i saw it, i was like yeah. you're, you're introducing your hand into it right so there's yeah. this like even even that even that you're doing like a a um a uh it's almost like a chore right yeah. like you're just yeah. you're creating you know a picture plane mm. but why like i'm curious why you why I you i mean did that? other
3: than like i hate myself <laughs> um, i i think it has to do with how governed by rules i am in the studio uh uh-huh. you know total freedom for me is paralyzing yes uh and i mean you know I, I see that in my students too i mean you get a student in an advanced class that's not mm-hmm. quite ready to be in an advanced class like they yeah. don't quite have the practice down and you tell them do whatever you want and i'll check in with you in a month <laughs> And they're just like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: That's a nightmare. Yeah. For me. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Um, so I do need to clock in to the studio, right? I mean, uh-huh. it's nice that it's uh 18 steps from my from my back door and I walk out here and I walk through the door and I like take off my, you know, SUNY professor head and hang it on a hook and then feel around for my artist head and, and pop that on. Mm-hmm. It's like now I'm here and I'm I'm working. Yeah. And and you know. I have these chores. So that's, that's a silly way to answer that question. Um, but it's, it's related to the, how I kind of got to a lot of stuff. It's like, okay, I establish these rules for myself and then I just see how it will go if I do that for a while. Yeah. So the grid, uh, drawing the grid, there were two reasons to draw it. One, I needed it to be a weird scale. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I needed it to be imperfect. Mm. Needed it to to look a little fucked up. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't on NPR. This is.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. I yeah, I like that. And then and then when I saw it, uh, I thought, okay, that's a thing. Yeah. And that honestly, that's how so much of you know that 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 work I sent you that I call uh, uh, in between. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of connective tissue between two Mm -hmm. very distinct projects. Uh, That's how a lot of that stuff comes about is that I go to the studio and I have a really specific thing I need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I get there and I start working and I realize I was wrong.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That's a dumb idea. Yeah. This other thing I'm doing, that's not an idea. This just work is way more interesting. Mm-hmm. So I needed to have the, for for a messed up reason, I needed to have that, that gray checkerboard pattern of, of total absence from Photoshop, right? Mm-hmm. I mean when you cut everything out in Photoshop, it's not white. Yeah. It's the checkboard. It's the board. grid. Yeah, it's yeah. waiting for the for, for a background. Yeah. So it's really just nothing. It's, mm-hmm. it's empty space. And I needed that sort of visual signifier, you know, in in you know, the grammar of Photoshop. Right. Uh, in a in a, a photograph. Yeah. And I couldn't, you know, again, rules, I couldn't just have it be Photoshop. I had yeah. to make it. So how do I make it? I'll draw it. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that's hard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, and and super slow, and your pencil breaks forty times, and yeah. you get a different pencil, and it looks different. Oh, and, funny! Okay, and I don't know if you've ever seen that. I mean, it's in it's in that box. It's that big. It's okay,
0: like the grid, is it really the grid okay? Is that
3: big, and it took a long time. Okay, so it's four by five feet. And, yeah, and and it's it's in the background of a lot of objects. Okay, including the duct tape, the floating duct tape. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, it just. Uh, It's an arbitrary rule, but Mm -hmm. it's a rule I kind of stick to until it, you know, becomes ridiculous. Yeah. Too ridiculous to continue.
1: Yeah.
0: No, that's, I mean, that's, that makes total sense to have. Yeah.
3: I mean, like this, this will, this will play well on radio, but like this. Smaller. A smaller graph paper that again, because of rules had to be physically made. So it's just blue thread. Oh god. Okay. Blue thread with a bunch of push pins on a on a sheet of eight and a half. Why is
0: that paper. so confusing to look at? Exactly. <laughs> it's
1: like, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm looking at uh blue string as a grid on paper. And it's confounding me. Hmm. I love this. It's so simple, but so stupid.
3: Stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: this. And,
3: and, I, yeah. and when photographed, it just looks like graph paper. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is one I did. I did for a show uh, with uh, the artist Terry Conrad. We had a two-person show in Boston. It was really fun.
0: Oh yeah, I love Terry. Yeah, it
3: was really really fun to to you know uh, pair my stuff with his crazy stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah,
3: he's an interesting. So I photographed guy. this with a view camera. Yeah, and as you might imagine. Print out. I thought it'd be hilarious to just print it out eight and a half by 11 mm-hmm. and just have it on the wall like a sheet of graph paper so that when the viewer gets really, really close, they're like, oh, my God, it's thread." Mm-hmm. Well, nobody did. <laughs> like, not even my family. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Nobody yeah. got that close. Because, no way. Yeah. Again, you know, it's like I, I took the rule a little too far. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah. You're like, okay. You're like, no, we got to get really close. No, closer yeah and then people are just like no
0: put your nose (laughs) yeah
3: yeah don't care
0: yeah yeah rules help i mean you know this it's funny because like i'm rules help and and don't help i guess in that case but um you know just an aside it's like um you know i'm in the the studio now working through like all this whole new set of problems of abstraction Mm -hmm. and with um, a camera with a camera <laughs> and working through like these weird problems of, um, you know, how do I make something look like that? Mm. You know, just kind of like trying to draw and it's really, it, I get stumped, you yeah, know, I get yeah. stumped like really quick. But
3: isn't that fun though to get, to get confounded?
0: Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're, it is. You're and still I,
3: doing the, the three color Well, it's separation negatives.
0: I actually, I just did the other day, but um, I am, it's going to, it's going to get a lot weirder <laughs> and it's, and I don't know what's going to happen, but they're going to become more objects and oh, yeah, it's going to, I it's don't exciting. know. It's exciting. I hope so. We'll no, see. The, the,
3: the color separation negative stuff you were doing is just amazing. Yeah. I love that work so yeah.
0: much. Yeah. That was, that was fun.
3: I, and it's, it's hard. I, I want to show it to students and it's hard to, I got to just have you coming. And talk about it. Oh, that'd something. be fun. I'd because do that. It's, yeah. it's really hard for me to capture for an audience that barely understands how film works.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Explain yeah. how color photography worked before there was color photography. Yeah. Um, and that there's a guy doing this. Why? Just just hang on. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> because why not?
3: He was my student, so he has a similar problem.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's all about problems. But um, I want to get to the to the content. But last question before we go there. Is um, that in between work? Yeah, I'm like fascinated by that because there's a level of like abstraction and your your hand,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, the way that you're like cutting out the shapes, and it's like yeah. it's more yeah. like it, it's more um, those feel more like painterly than anything mm-hmm. you're doing. Actually, yeah. a- although the new work is that landscape work of. The, yeah. um, is like really like kind that of painterly, sky, so much yeah. Sky, yeah, but what? So that was like a because that like seems like a weird aside a little bit. Yeah, from when I go from the duct tape to the yeah the landscape. Um, those are landscape, but what was like? What was pushing that? I guess I'm curious.
3: Yeah, I mean, similar <laughs> concerns conceptually, but but uh, formally, what was pushing that is. And, you know, I mean, I, I understand the mindset of a painter through my painter friends. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't compute for me, but I get it. Um, yeah. And so though, I feel like that's the closest to painting I've ever come.
1: Mm-hmm. The
3: closest is like finding a painting through painting it. Yeah. yeah. Um, because those sets did not need to be so big. I mean, you know, th- that nine foot uh, seamless paper, that's the sky and that's the starting point oh so wow that's, that's the front that's the frame yeah camera's set up and uh i could have made them way smaller yeah yeah but i didn't i started with that that's the edge of the frame mm-hmm. so it's nine feet in the background and i set up this table or two tables or uh, you know uh, staggered height tables mm. and i just start building from prints so step one yeah. is find a place i want to reproduce and again you know we'll talk about content later but uh Find it on Google Earth, um, you know, frame by frame by frame, grabbing the highest resolution images I can, Uh, build an image in Photoshop mm-hmm. of a tree, and then do that a hundred times. In some cases, like a thousand times, <laughs> and then make a bunch of prints on paper mm-hmm. and bring it to the studio and mm-hmm. then just start without looking at the reference image, build it again. Mm-hmm. And that's where I introduce... All the variables yeah you know i mean there's sounds like there's variables all the way but that's like that moment where i spread it out on this table and start cutting them up and and putting them together that's just about can i physically build a thing not about does it look anything like the place i'm trying to (laughs) right 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 yeah
1: yeah (laughs) like when i built i built
3: a picture of my dad's house in richardson texas yeah and i started from his house and and grabbed image 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 and then moved the you know you can kind of move the camera around in google ground view Went up a little bit. Got some more trees. Got more trees. Got more swimming pools. And then I just had like this massive aerial view, <laughs> and the house disappeared. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It is in the center of the image, but it, that's not what the picture is of. Yeah, the picture yeah, is of the skyline of of you know downtown Dallas in the background, uh-huh. and then just trees everywhere. Yeah, um, and it doesn't look anything like Dallas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's
1: really
3: It looks really like fine. the Pacific Northwest because mm-hmm. you know, trees are kind of all the same in Google Earth.
0: Yeah, yeah, but. It is a picture of your dad's house. Like, yeah. <laughs> like
3: there's a weird,
0: like there's a weird play there. of, of space. Of it started
3: there. Yeah. Thought. Some of the sets yeah. are bananas. And, and the funny thing is many of them, uh, they don't translate into a yeah. photograph. Yeah. I'll work for, you know, generally like a week to a month mm-hmm. on a single image, usually not more than a month. Cause I'll just like move mm. on, tear it down and move on. Um, oh, in the studio yeah, on a month. Yeah, Oh, that's a yeah. long time. That's a, I know. It works really slowly. Yeah. Which is why, you know, yeah. you asked me when my next show was going to be. 2023? So oh, yeah. 20, 20 <laughs> well, it's not three. that. I mean, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I just, you know, in this, like, I'm like super quick and probably way too quick in the studio. Yeah. But like my post, like my oh, afterthought yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, is like sure. yeah. in the computer is, it's gotten so long now. Yeah. I mean, these don't have
3: to take that long. They just do because I'm not very good at building things. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I I like to foreground that clumsiness sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, some of these models are just terrible. Yeah. Um, And it's fine. It works. But, uh, you know, there's something that happens when it takes a long time and you're staring at it for a long time that I think that's really, like, important. Mm -hmm. It's hard to... You know, my dad would occasionally ask me, like, he likes to tally, like, hours. Mm-hmm. So, how many hours have you spent on this one? And and he figures out, like, my hourly rate. Yeah, yeah. Based on what the photograph would, you know, potentially sell for. And it's like, Dad, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just kill myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't possibly yeah. do that. Right. I'm in the negative 100% all the right, way down right. the line. Um, but there is there's a sort of moment where, like I said, there, there's the discovery that, Uh, what you thought you were working on is not what you're working on, Mm -hmm. you know? And and that has happened to me when I'm doing shows too. I'm preparing for a show. I pitch an idea and then I start working Mm -hmm. and I think I can see around every corner, you know, and that's always a trap. Like it's so conceptually tight that, yeah, okay, this is what I'm doing. And then I start making it and make mistakes and make discoveries and realize, oh yeah, I was so obsessed with this idea, but this thing I just made that I don't quite understand. That's the work. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to show. Right. The other stuff is pretty lame mm-hmm. and contrived. Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of happened with these in-between works. Mm-hmm. I had, I had, you know, a sort of sincere desire to recreate a space in a lot of time of cases, the space that I couldn't get access to mm-hmm. through this project. Um, and then I was just like, eh, that's only so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and this thing I just made, it's really weird. And I don't even understand it. I made it I don't understand <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. I think this is the work. Right? Yeah, yeah. This is you know. That's what it's about. But still, it's the same rule, which is one sheet of film mm-hmm. and a print. And mm-hmm. no real other than color correction and dusting. Lots of dusting and spotting. Yeah, yeah. I don't change anything in Photoshop. So, all the Photoshop stuff happens kind of backwards. Yeah. Yeah. You know, most photographers, they make an image and then it's all Photoshop and then, you know, right. Maybe a print, uh, <laughs> probably not. Right. For me, it's Photoshop prints, uh, construct the model and then super straight just yeah, like yeah. camera, color film, process it, scan it, print
1: mm-hmm.
3: it. Um, and I'm still sticking with that rule to a point. To uh, a point. COVID yeah. kind of shut that down. little bit yeah I started like tweaking my rules
0: yeah 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 I think that that happened to me too yeah um but yeah let's jump into to content because you mentioned it before um and I've always been like super fascinated with your work and how it like like some of it especially like the object oriented images Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm looking at in some cases but it seems very sinister
3: yeah um, that's great. I'm glad you said that because that <laughs> that is definitely an intention, and not everyone sees that yeah sure
0: yeah i mean there's there's images like where it's like there's this thing kind of deassembled
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, or disassembled, sorry, and then you know then there's like um uh maybe a gun, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. and I start putting these like threads together, yeah and then now, even like with the places. Um, you know, the, the, um, the, almost the hook is in the title, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like you're right, like, oh, okay, right, right. I see where, um, so you, you've had like this long fascination with the intelligence apparatus, yeah. like of our
3: enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, and maybe you could kind of talk about where that comes from or, or why even? Yeah.
3: I mean, it, it, it used to be hard to talk about. Um, not because I'm a spy, um, because I'm not, but, uh, it's easier now because I have this book project. It's all kind of all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad growing up worked for, uh, a defense contractor, um, Texas instruments. He was an engineer and, you know, during, you know, while I was like riding around on mini bikes and, you know, getting in trouble with firecrackers and stuff, he was working on some of the most secretive, you know, projects in the military industrial complex at the time, hmm. um, including the very first night vision systems for uh, Vietnam when we weren't really in Vietnam. It was mm-hmm. just a few CIA people messing around. Right. Um, and that was his career. He, he was, you know, had top secret security clearance most of his life. At one point had uh, SAR special access required, which is way above top secret, which is a, a level of access that, his supervisor didn't have. So he was working on projects and couldn't tell his boss what he was doing. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Um, so most of his life, we had no idea what he did. Okay. Um, and that. He made
0: calculators, right?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always mean, of Texas he instruments. Brought, he brought home the first calculator and we were like, this is awesome. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Um, no, he didn't work in semiconductor. He worked in defense. Uh-huh. Um, and in particular, uh, you know, the, the shadowy part of defense that, you know, worked on like the stealth fighter the very first stealth fighter oh my god wow and, and, and missile defense and, huh. you know yeah, all, all, all kinds of stuff like that so you know there was a point in my life where I was feeling complicit in the oppression of other people that that got you know the sharp end of that stick
1: mm-hmm. you know, in
3: other in other uh, countries uh, and then there was a point in time when I kind of wanted to understand that uh, life of having you know, having a life and a family and, and being like a normal person with this other thing that you can't talk about with anyone, mm-hmm. family, anyone, like, like I said, not even your boss.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, and then I met Ed Schwarzschild and, uh, you know, this is going back a lot of years at the university. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were new professors and, and, and became fast friends. Ben, we had a lot in common. Ed did a lot of his, he's a writer, novelist, um, but he did a lot of his PhD uh, work on uh, collaborations between photographers and writers. And so, you know, we kind of decided, well, that sounds cool. We should just do that. We should collaborate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, as, you know, in the course of like getting to know each other, we realized both of our fathers had these uh, jobs that they, you know, for various reasons, couldn't talk about. I Ed's situation is different because um, he's not sure what of what his father has told him is true. Oh, interesting. With my dad, it was like, it's only recently that he's been able to talk about these declassified programs. And now I know, oh, yeah, you had a, like a completely whole different life than we realized. Hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, I'll try to truncate and, and expedite this story. <laughs> but uh, when we noted that the University at Albany, you know, was starting a college of Homeland Security, Emergency Preparedness, Cybersecurity, et cetera, et cetera, CEHC, whatever the you know the official uh, title is. Um, we thought, well, huh, this is a thing. Like, what does it mean that now, you know, if you're going to start a college of something, that means it's a, it's a, a huge growth industry, basically, right, right, um, because it's certainly not an academic thing, yeah. Um, now there's like else. some weird need for it. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. you know, previously it was nanotechnology yeah. and it's like, okay, nanotechnology is going to be the next thing. So naturally let's make an entire college and, and invest millions, billions of dollars in that. Mm-hmm. So then we saw, you know, new thing happening and now there's a new giant building being constructed on campus. Uh, what does that signal about America that this is the secure job? This you know,
1: mm-hmm.
3: And who are these people who want these jobs? And then working backwards from that, like, okay, who are the people who have those jobs now? Who are the people who used to have those jobs before it was a boom, you know, Mm -hmm. before it was a gold rush? Let's do a book. Yeah. Let's talk to them. So, uh, we were both familiar with Studs Turkle's, uh, uh, working. Yeah. And we were both familiar with let us now praise famous men, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, A.G. Evans collaboration. Um, and we found some people at the college who would talk to us and introduce us to other people. And so now seven years later, uh, the book is in the book proposal, uh, is in, uh, the final stages of peer review. Um, and soon I'll be able to talk about who's publishing it. Yeah, I yeah. am. But it's, uh, you know, if you make a short list of the academic presses that, that matter, it's one of those. Um, and, uh, It's just been fascinating. It's been fascinating because we went into it. I went into it pretty cynical, Mm -hmm. right? This, this is a, uh, this is a shakedown, right? This is a little bit of a, uh, a hustle. This, this whole Homeland Security is the new boom in America. Uh, Because my, my initial uh, uh, suspicion was, you know, is this like a firefighter arsonist situation? We're going to make sure that America uh, appears to be as, dangerous as everyone says it is um, and is threatened to, to ensure that this is, you know, this enterprise thrives. And of course, like any, you know, like cynical uh, uh, supposition with no real information. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, I was only, you know, a tiny bit. Correct. I'm mostly wrong. Okay. Um, It's way more complicated than we ever Mm -hmm. uh, could have imagined. Hmm. And after seven years of talking with folks, you know, it, we've met people all over the spectrum, um, you know, young, old, you know, uh, there's, there's, you know, remarkable diversity in, in, you know, in the enterprise, not, not with the old retired, you know, white guys, but, uh, currently it's just kind of like all over the political spectrum too, you know, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people doing these jobs and then, you know, so we just kind of tried to stick with, uh, these sort of three, sectors, uh, that are, you know, that the college is divided into
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, emergency preparedness or resilience, um, cybersecurity and Homeland security, which folds mm-hmm. in, you know, intelligence. Okay. Uh, so let's talk to people who do those jobs or yeah. do those jobs. Um, so they, this book is the, like kind of like snapshots of these people. It's just their words. It's interviews. Yeah. We have some mm-hmm. essays that introduce each section mm-hmm. with, from experts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Ed has a kind of uh, uh, epilogue that describes the sort of, you know, autobiographical origins that Mm -hmm. I just described. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But for the most part, it's my photographs and uh, Ed's masterful crafting of the interviews so that we're taken out of it. Our questions aren't there. Our responses aren't there. It's just their words. You hear that.
0: Yeah. As a voice. Yeah. Hmm.
3: And it's, I mean, it's still amazing. How many people did you talk to? A bunch. Yeah. They're they're not all going to be in the book.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Was there, I have to ask that. Was there anybody you talked to and you were just like, that person should never be near what they're doing? Yeah.
3: Yeah. More than one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would be. For sure. I mean, because that's in any occupation, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like, but they're in an occupation where like, we kind of count on them.
3: Yeah. 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 No, yeah, there's there's more than one person, and I was like, "So, wow, they have a top secret security clearance, mm-hmm. huh?" Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> they're talking about George Soros and and all this like conspiracy stuff. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, so, yeah. No, there's some people that won't be in the book, and there's some people that that you know, like I said, it, it, it's it's a little all over the place, like any mm-hmm. big enterprise, and it's yeah. it's massive now. And I, you know, I'm not only talking about DHS. That's mm-hmm. that's that's a huge apparatus, but the larger you know, so-called homeland security enterprise. It's a ton of contractors. Mm-hmm. It's not just in Washington, D.C. and, and Langley, Virginia, and, you know, Preston. Sure. It's just like all over the place. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are there are office parks where there are, you know, corporate headquarters of, of very, like, viable sounding companies that you've never heard of mm-hmm. you know <laughs> saber industry canopy <laughs> right. yeah yeah and they don't do what you think they do yeah yeah you know? um, huh. yeah it's it's bananas yeah so i mean the, the more we learn the more we realize we just barely know anything yeah and we're we're uh permanent outsiders in a way mm-hmm. you know we're not getting classified information from these people i mean we you know we wouldn't anyway, but we tell them right up front. That's not this book. That's it, not what the, book's it's the not, book is not. What yeah. We're after, and you know, you you have the clearance. We don't. So it's your it's your problem if you tell us something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We really just want to know. Okay, why do you want to do this? And and what's it like to have this life? Mm-hmm. And what's it like to to you know, like I say, you know, have a family and not be able to tell them what you're doing.
0: Do You think in a way like, okay, so that like family part. Do you think that is um to find out what's ringing? What is that ringing? Oh, you know what? That's okay.
3: That is my computer telling me that my phone is ringing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about <that. laughs>
0: Well, um we got to wrap it up soon. Um because I think we're going to run out of tape. But um the, the thing I want to know though, just before and you know we got a couple minutes, yeah. is do you think, because you just said something like that, what the book is about, and maybe it's obvious to you. Um, But is that in a way, like, like trying to understand the two of both you and Ed, like your, your father in some way.
3: It might've started out that way. Yeah. But pretty early on, like a yeah. year into it, we realized that's not what we're doing. Yeah.
0: But that's the, maybe that's a jumping off point, right? Yeah. Like, because, yeah. and then, and then, like you said, like, you, you've like everything you've done. You work on it, exactly. you, you hone it, and then you're like, oh, it's actually something kind of different.
3: But you, you, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly what happened. Because it's, it's about the process. Yeah, we get involved in the process, and it and it takes a left turn, and we're like, oh, this is now a different thing. Yeah,
0: because when you said like now you're just starting to talk to your father mm-hmm. about what he's done, and
3: I you interviewed know. him for the book. In fact,
0: oh, cool. But like you know, just truth be told, you're not a young guy anymore. That's a long time <laughs> <laughs> to kind of not know. And I was thinking like when you said that, like that's kind of a head trip. Yeah. A little bit. It must yeah. have
3: been. I mean, we kind of knew. We kind of knew. You
0: kind of knew, but like.
3: But the detail I got when I interviewed him for the book
1: mm-hmm.
3: was uh, astounding. Yeah. And he won't be in the book. He's not going to be in the book. He's, okay. He's not, you know, Ed's yeah. dad was interviewed for the, for the project. Uh-huh. He's not going to be in the book. Yeah. Because like I said, in working on it, we, you know, it's like being in the studio. We just discovered that uh, we're going to do this other thing. Mm-hmm. It's not about us. Right. Um, even though it started out about us. Yeah. But yeah, the interviews typically typically last like 90 minutes. And mm-hmm. my dad just talked and talked and talked. And that is not his normal setting.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, he's not a real talkative guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't shut him up.
0: How old is your dad?
3: My dad is seventy-seven.
0: Oh, okay, all right, not as that, old as I thought. Are, you know, yeah, yeah. I was thinking like eighties or nineties or something. Mm-hmm.
3: No, no,
0: yeah, no. Okay,
1: hmm,
3: interesting. I'm from the the generation where you know folks had kids really young, <laughs> yeah, and then got married.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well,
0: you know, my I was the last of what was it seven, and my dad had this like. Like a, almost like a generational oh, yeah, gap
3: yeah, yeah, big
0: between his first family and then his younger like yeah you know free love family. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad was uh, you know in World War II, it's wow, like really wow. kind of weird. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He used to drop me off at school and they'd be like, "Oh, how was your grandfather," you know. Uh-huh. Like, hey. <laughs> it's more. <laughs> See joy. with me,
3: it was like I'd get dropped off, uh, you know, and and. People would be like, man, your sister is hot. <laughs> like, <laughs> easy, <Wait. laughs> easy. That's my mom. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hysterical.
0: Well, yeah, now that we're talking about um, this, uh, I think we've said it all in some regards. Not in, not in every regard. You, yeah.
3: you, you expertly tied all these disparate projects together. Because oh, it's really, thank you. You're, you're right. It is just about that process and it's about discovery. And then, and, and most often being wrong.
0: Yeah, that's the important part.
3: Yeah, that's the underlying.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're actually wrong most of the
3: time. <laughs> yeah, you're wrong.
0: Cool, man. Well, thank you <laughs> so you much.
1: Thank you, awesome. Justin. is Yeah,
0: awesome.
2: What the hell is he doing? Who's gonna interview in you? It? I don't know. Yeah, be on. He has subscriptions oh. to those magazines. He never waves when he goes by. He's hiding something from the rest of us. He's all to himself. I think I know why. He took down the tire swing from the pepper tree. He has no children of his own, you see. He has no dog. He has no friends. And his lawn is dying. What about all those packages he sends? What's he building in there? That hook light on the stairs? What's he building in there? I'll tell you one thing, he's not building a playhouse for the children. What's he building in there? And what's that sound from underneath the door? I'm pounding nails into a hardwood floor, and I swear to God, I heard someone moaning low. I keep seeing the blue light of a TV show. He has a router and a table saw, and you won't believe what Mr. Stitches saw. There's poison underneath the sink, of course there's also enough formaldehyde to choke a horse. What's he building in there? What the hell is he building in there? I heard he has an ex-wife in some place called Mayor's Income, Tennessee. And he used to have a consulting business in Indonesia. What's he building in there. He has no friends, but he gets a lot of mail. I'll bet he spent a little time in jail. I heard he was up on the roof last night signaling with a flashlight. And what's that tune he's always whistling? What's he building in Right.